0: You guys, welcome to episode 114 of The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives on the well-known and more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. It is me, Troy McKitty, and um, I'm really excited about today's episode. I haven't done this in like, it's been like a month or a month at least. Um, I'm doing a Housewives episode, which you know exactly what that means. I'm joined by my brother-in <laughs> Brandon Alvarado. Brandon, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to do this. This was your idea.
1: Hey. I, well, I once once we had the, once I had the people in mind, I was like, we have to do this. Like, I was texting immediately. I'm surprised it's been a month. I I, I thought, yeah, it, time goes by fast, but it has been a while. Yes.
0: Yeah. Time goes by so. This podcast, like, literally, I feel like it's aging me rapidly because the weeks go by so fast. So I'm like, oh, it's been three months since i spoke to you like how is that possible
1: i don't know how it's possible was our last episode ashley yeah wow
0: yeah isn't that crazy
1: yeah i mean i hope she's doing well you know with that with baby dean and um
0: michael because we were like predicting the season at that point like and now it's over like it's it's over and
1: they're filming season
0: five or whatever um well i guess i should say who we're talking about today so technically we're talking about i'll just be honest we are doing a kenya Moore deep dive today we're just talking about kenya Moore because the real housewives of atlanta is coming back so excited it's very much in the news uh, there's a lot of like you know it's like that preseason season <clears throat> like media thing is happening where you're finding out who everybody isn't getting along with and kenya's return is like very highly anticipated. Um, I feel like Bravo's
1: not really hyping up her return as much as I thought they would. They did it in their press release, but I keep seeing the commercials and she's in there, but I feel like they're not like they are not saying that Kenya's back. They're they're just sort of like she I think because they want us to forget that she was not really a part of last season and mm-hmm. instead. sorry, Shamari. I think yeah. they just want us to believe that she was kind of always there. So it's just like, Oh, here she is again, like they're just kind of tossing her. Yep. I mean, yeah, I to be heard. fair, she was gone for one year. It's not the biggest return in the world, but to me, it was everything. When I once I saw that she was like back in the main credits, I like in the cast photo. My God, I like exhaled. I finally felt like I could breathe again.
0: I mean, if I'm being honest with you, like people can say whatever they want about certain housewives and not liking them or liking them or whatever, but like you can tell, like the agency and like the like the importance of a housewife, in my opinion, based on like when they do leave and come back and there are housewives that come and go all the time, but it's not Kenya Moore leaving the show was a huge deal and her coming back
1: fucking devastated and a horrible human being. But I was deb, but she's, I, I think one of the best housewives, especially in Atlanta, but one of the best housewives in general, she, to me, I always say this about her and I know it's like the weirdest analogy or like weirdest comparison, but like, I always thought of like, if you compare it to the Hills, I don't know why you ever would, but like, think of it this way. I always thought Nini was, like, if you give her the Lauren Conrad, like, original role protagonist, mm-hmm. I always thought Kenya was the Kristen Cavallari. Like, the new yeah. protagonist who, like, saved the show halfway through it.
0: Agreed. And I think Nini is very aware of that. And um, I don't know. And I, I also just like to kind of um, package things up for this podcast. Like, I, I do think Kenya's relationships have been very fascinating um for the show
1: also been the closest thing we have do you watch beverly hills 90210 do we talk about this together
0: the new one the old one um not religiously like I, i'm not like one of those people that's like crazy about it but i know enough about the show
1: do you know tiffany Thiessen's character val malone yeah i always thought kenny moore was the closest thing we had to a val malone <laughs>
0: i love that
1: Who was like very much brought on the show to be a villain but yep. also you re- like you peel about ba- you peel back the layers and she has such like a it's like an open wound. Like she has such deep trauma. Yep. And I know people are going to laugh since nine hundred two and But like that was like the whole point of Val Malone's character is that she was brought on to be a bad girl villain, which is exactly why Kenya was brought on to Housewives of Atlanta. Never forget her first, one of the most iconic taglines I think of all time. Um, I was Miss, I was Miss USA, not Miss Congeniality. Yeah she was brought on to be such a shitster. And then over the years, we've seen that she's an actual human being, which is, I think one of the most fascinating things. And one of the most fascinating arcs on the housewives of Atlanta is just Kenya Moore's entire story.
0: I agree. And I, I mean, I I definitely think that Kenya Moore falls into the category in my mind. Like there's a certain category of like just, just people in general on television and, and in pop culture who don't get, (laughs) it's kind of what my whole podcast is based on, but it's like people that I feel like don't get the recognition or the credit that they deserve for whatever it is that they're doing. And Kenya Moore is like Atlanta's whistleblower. Like she is the one who always says the thing that the viewers wish they could say to the cast members. Like, and sometimes it takes three or four years for it to like turn into something.
1: Oh Yeah. I also think, I'm now thinking about the fact about, like, what I just said about Nini and Kenya and their weird relationship. Nini, to me, first of all, it, it makes sense to me why Nini hates Kenya, because she's threatened. Yeah, of course. I think Nini has to remember that Nini, as much as we don't want to really say it, is bigger than the Housewives of Atlanta. She is. Like, I, yeah. think, Nini, I think Nini's going to be a name that's going to be around f- past the Housewives of Atlanta. Like, she already was. Like, Nini's just that person. Kenya, God bless her, is not like Kenya is yep. always really associated with the show and only the show. And I think Nini sort of just Nini.
0: I agree with that, and I also think that Nini got completely out of control. Of course, the one season that Kenya wasn't there. Not that like Kenya keeps her in line, but like Kenya is the one that's there to like. She always she's the one that says the thing to Nini that nobody else will say. Yes, that is true. And I say this by the way, as someone who's not a
1: fan of Nini, I don't. I actually think what I just said about Nini proves more that she should not be on The Housewives line anymore. I think Nini very much proved that she should not no longer be on The Housewives, and I think that Kenny has proven that she
0: should never leave. That's the most profound thing you've ever said on this podcast. Thank you. But yeah, but without any doubt. Like, there's no, there is nothing left on that show for Nini. She doesn't no, bring anything. Why still here, like aside from a talking, a funny talking head. Even nose aren't the same. Like it's all. If anything, it's like I also have this really weird theory that I want to run by you and tell me if you think I'm insane. Okay. But I think that like Nini's sort of veneer on the show—no pun intended—her giant fake teeth oh my started God. to crack. Veneers, honey. <laughs> Why don't you get the motherfucking tea fix? <laughs> um, but I think that her veneer started to crack the, the Claudia Jordan's season.
1: I think that, oh, that yeah. was like... She was hated Claudia. I, I cannot believe her biggest foe on this show, besides Kim Zolciak-Bierman, is fucking Claudia
0: Jordan. Because first of all, Claudia was an amazing housewife.
1: I, don't, like, I still don't get why they fired her. It's disgusting.
0: I think they only let her go because of Nene.
1: I think so too.
0: claudia read Nene in a way that every person watching that show who gets annoyed by her her like self-entitled bullshit has wanted to read her she said everything that every viewer has wanted to say and she knew it
1: and
0: housewife oh she was so fucking good and i feel like that moment like that whole season was like the season that validated all of kenya's feelings about nini you know what
1: i mean What's tough about you? So I think yes, I agree, and I think what's really tough about the Housewives of Atlanta in general is that speaking of Claudia being fired, is that the the Housewives of Atlanta has notoriously had a very hard time casting new women and having them stay. We just saw it with Shamari, who was literally canned after one year. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly eva's made the cut for season 12 i you know i'm fine with eva i think they like eva because of the whole model aspect and just like she's a she's a name like i think that that's i think more so than her bringing any drama i think they like eva because of what she's sort of i think just her brand i think is what they like about her i think so too and i say and i like eva so I, i don't love her but i like her um it's similar to why I always thought they kept Cynthia because she's this gorgeous supermodel and that she sort of plays like a nice sort of grounding force for the show even though mm-hmm. she's on the show for f- fuck how many years but um, but with Atlanta Housewives they have a very hard time casting new women. Claudia was a one year and then season 8 where they cast unfortunately one of the worst Housewives of all time which is Kim Fields who is I can't, I mean, as much as people, as much as I was like, oh my God, she's doing this show, you saw like one episode of Kim Fields and you were like, get her off the screen. Like, yeah. Such a miscat. And like, in a way that was funny for like maybe an episode, like two episodes.
0: Yeah, it was hard to, wa- it was really hard to watch her on the show. It was bad.
1: And so, not only was Kenya one of the long term housewives that came in mid, like in five seasons, within five seasons, so was Portia. They both joined the same year. And those two are the only women really that, They're almost like the, the, to this day, some of the most recent hired housewives, and now we're on season twelve.
0: That's so true. It's Atlanta is one of the. I mean, you don't really think about it, and I know that we kind of talked about this with the Phaedra episode, but like Atlanta is one of the cities that does have like a casting issue, and I feel like casting issue.
1: I don't. I don't know if they look at it as like a positive thing, but I'm telling you that it's a casting issue.
0: I look at it as. Stop letting Lanithia leaks stampede your fuck. Like, I think that everybody at Bravo was terrified of NeNe. I think that, like, Andy Cohen feels like he can railroad whoever. If he needs to, like, he can dangle a carrot in front of Joel Zarin's face for 10 years, and he can let go and and hire whoever he wants, and they're all at his feet. But Nini and Bethany specifically, and I think even more so NeNe, if I'm being honest with you, I yeah. feel like Nini intimidates Andy in a way that's like, she's basically casting this show. You know what I mean? And, like, they've gotten rid of people in the past or, like, limited people's time on the show because of her, and, like, that's annoying. Like, I don't know, I just think uh, that... I also think about...
1: I'm sorry to interrupt you. I think even with the casting issue, you and I just have this whole, like, conversation off-mic about Married to Medicine, which I'm binge-watching. I think what I'm going to say is that Obviously, a lot of the women that I think would be on Atlanta Housewives, they like Mariah, for example. Like I said, was supposed to be on the Atlanta Housewives, or they were looking at her to be on the Atlanta Housewives, but then she did her own show. And I think that all the women, like I say this because the women on this show tend to hang out with I mean, who are some of their friends. I remember like they're friends with like the Braxtons who have their own show, like the friends of yeah. the Mary Girls who are on their own show. Yeah, I don't know, and I, I'm not just saying that they're running within circles of like specifically African American like reality stars in Atlanta. Well, they're, they're Atlanta stars. They're Atlanta reality stars. Publicly, yeah. As I'm saying, the cast members in the show that they publicly hang out with tend to be of other, like, reality show fame. Yeah. So I'm, like, actively trying to think of who they, which is why they don't have someone on, left, like, coming out of left field like Kim Fields joining the show. I'm like, wow. I'm like, I I mean, Atlanta has such a rich group of people that I'm surprised that they've not been able to kind of pick up and find more women to join the show. But I don't know. (laughs)
0: i agree i mean i think the thing like you said like we just had this whole conversation about married to medicine and i think the thing that that show has gotten right if you're not watching married to medicine like you're not watching tv just so you know like it's so much better than any housewives franchise The really are like like the most intense authentic emotional like i've cried watching that show i really have you know what I mean? And it's like rare that I could say that I've cried watching Atlanta Housewives but I've fucking sobbed watching Married to Medicine and the thing that that show has gotten right is that these women fucking care about each other and like I feel like they all collectively feel like we're a part of this little our own little weird sector of Bravo that we made successful and we have our own little thing. They're mm-hmm. not trying to hold a oh, up uh, the way it did. Oh my God and now it's like they have a spinoff in another city and you know it's like I don't know. I just, I think that like what they did as far as casting with that show, like they need to figure that out in Atlanta because the married to medicine women genuinely care about each other, even if they hate each other.
1: It's true. And these women, I mean, it seems like everyone in this cast hates Nini basically. Um, who's a friend of again. Um, and I think so funny enough, I'm looking at the cast for this season. It's Nini, it's candy, Cynthia, uh, Porsche and Eva. So the only change, like if you look at this cast compared to Kenya's first cast, the only difference is that Phaedra was there instead of Eva. Yeah. That's, that's the only difference. That's how long we've been with these people on the show. I think some for good, some for bad. I think Porsche has grown so much on the show and we can't ever have, have her gone. I think mm-hmm. that, I, uh, Cynthia is, uh, I mean, I go, I very much go back and forth with her. I don't really know if I want to keep seeing her on the show, even though we keep getting her every year. And I think she's stunning. And I think that she seems nice and that's fine. Nini needs to go. I got to tell you, I'm kind of bored with Candy at this point, who's like the lead of the show. Like she really is. As much as Nini thinks she's the star, I actually think Candy's our protagonist.
0: Oh, this is Candy's show. Oh my God. Are it's you kidding? is the, the only one who thinks her, that. But
1: I, I'm, I love her, but I'm kind of over it. Ooh.
0: I don't blame you for that. I mean, I I really, I truthfully think that this show needs to get rid of Nini. They need to stop rewarding her. her. They have to stop rewarding her for terrible behavior when she decides at a reunion to cross her feet and turn her face towards everybody and not speak. Like, I'm sorry, but it's gross. And the viewers don't give a shit that Nini feels like she runs Bravo. We don't care. You know yeah, I mean? we
1: don't like her. I know. I like. I feel like I'm not being heard. <laughs>
0: no, like legit. I feel like we've
1: been shouting into the void for at this point years about Nini's fucking bad behavior, and I feel like every year we keep getting more of her. And I'm like, I, guys, like Bravo. We We're tell good.
0: you, don't like her. We're good. Like I'm. We we have under. We now know what this show is like without her. We've had it because she decided to run off and try and become a, an actor. And the rug was pulled from under her and she sort of failed miserably. And now she's like stuck in this weird place. It's like a Stassi thing where like she was better than the show for a while. And now she's not better than the show, but she is better than the show. She's just there because it's her show. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck off. How about that? Now in
1: season 12. Remember she came back season 10. It was the big return of Nini and Kim as a friend. And we had Sheree together. Remember how much of a flop that was? Oh my God. Nini's hyped return was such a flop. It was not a very good season. It was also Kenya's last season before this one. So again, she's been gone for one year.
0: You guys, I want to talk to you about something important. If you know me, then you know that I'm pretty unapologetic about the fact that I champion women. I was raised by women, I've only ever really lived with women, and I'm surrounded by what I would consider to be strong female energy for a majority of my day, which is why I feel compelled to talk to you about Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. They ask themselves, if we care about the ingredients in the food we eat and the beauty products we use, then why shouldn't the same be true for feminine care products? Unlike other major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. There's no BS, no mystery fibers, or doubts about what's going on in your body. Plus, Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription. Lola will deliver exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. In addition to Lola being a female founded company that offers a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners, they now offer sex products too. Sex by Lola is a line of gynecologists approved sexual health and wellness products, lubricated condoms, personal lubricant, and cleansing wipes, designed first and foremost for women. All products are shipped of unnecessary, irritating additives and deliver the sensation and reliability women expect and deserve. Sex by Lola is the next step in the mission to becoming the first lifelong brand. for women's bodies. Until now, women have only been offered products aggressively marketed towards men and their desires. But what about your needs, girls? At Lola, women come first. You should be empowered to make decisions about your sex life. Lola's ultra-thin lubricated condoms are made of a natural rubber latex and individually tested for contraception and STI protection. Their ultra-thin design and premium medical-grade silicone oil lubricant ensures a safe and without sacrificing sensation. I got a discreet little Lola subscription box in the mail, and guess what I did with it? I put all the products in glass jars and stationed them around my bathroom. Because Lola items come in this very chic, simple matte packaging so now when i have people over they'll feel encouraged to maybe take a condom or three um also when i have girlfriends over and they stay the night or whatever they have an array of safe feminine hygiene products to choose from your lola subscription is fully customizable you can choose your mix of products absorbency number of boxes and frequency of delivery lola subscription is super flexible you can also change skip or cancel your subscription at any time um, also for every purchase lola will donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the us and for 30% off your first month's subscription visit mylola.com and enter smush when you subscribe
1: i got to say it was kind of a flop for everybody um, nini was such a floppier. kenya was a flop year because she came in um, newly married but didn't want her husband on the show and and she just went... honestly i think when kenya left originally i was kind of upset but at the same time i was like she doesn't seem it doesn't seem like her head's in the game anymore
0: yeah like, i agree
1: felt like she outgrew it in her own way by just simply having a family now i don't feel that way anymore because now i'm like welcome back because then we saw what season 11 was flop sorry sorry Shamari.
0: but it's true it's true let's actually get into like the 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 kenya of it all like let's like, like what was your your initial feeling about kenya when you like she was first on the show like her first season
1: so when Kenya first came in, and I heard the for the first time, I Miss Congeniality, not Miss, I Miss USA, not Miss Congeniality, I was like, "Who's this bitch?" And she came in, don't forget, as a friend of Miss Lawrence, not as a friend of any of the
0: housewives. Yeah, that's true.
1: That was when they so they got her from Central Casting and they threw her in. So we didn't know how that would be. But uh, the first time I saw Kenya, I was. You know, I liked her. I, I didn't like her. I thought she was like, I, I didn't like her as a human being. I was already, I was very put off by her and she, Kenya was very much as much as people might think Kenya might be kind of an actress now on the show with like kind of being like a stunt queen. She was like that times 20 in her first season. So I think people really either liked her a lot or they absolutely hated her because it was very, she was just very put on mm-hmm. and I liked the energy she brought to the show immediately. Um, because at that point, she was replacing Sheree. Yep. And I thought, I don't know, I just, I liked her immediately. I, th- I thought at that point, the show needed such a little bit of a revamp that I was happy to have her in.
0: Yeah, I thought that she was like a good, my initial reading of Kenya was that she was a fun villain, which I love. You know, I love like um a like a, an aware, like a self-aware villain who's like, I'm here to fuck shit up. I'm here to stir things up. I'm here to just like throw shade at people and whatever. But then the thing about Kenya that like added this whole layer is that she wasn't like a one note villain. It's like you said earlier, she was a very sort of like damaged girl who had, um, who had like this really fucked up past. And also by the way, Kenya is so smart. Like she actually could talk oh, yeah. circles around any of those women and watching her, her first season, like go tit for tat with Portia who at the time was even more dumb than she is now, It like, if anything, elevated Kenya. Like, she was so clearly, like, so much more well-spoken and smart, and she could put her words together. Like, Kenya yeah. is like a, a lawyer
1: of shade. I think Kenya, I will say, Kenya. watching Kenya was a little bit mesmerizing for the first time because I had rarely, at that point, I don't recall. It does happen, but it doesn't happen as much as we we may think it does where a housewife comes in for the first, their first season, like a few seasons into the show and immediately is the villain. Like they usually <laughs> get, like the to develop that. She was, I, it, it didn't happen a lot. Like she was immediately like the very clear and, and like you said, very fun villain to watch. Like I really, as much as she was like stirring it up, I very much enjoyed watching it. I was yeah. never, I was never sick of Kenya. I was always loving the fact that she was like part of that
0: cast. Yeah, she's one of those reality stars where it's like there. There are people who watch reality TV and understand like how important it is to have. We talked about this, but like how important it is to have people on the show that you don't necessarily care for, or like that the cast doesn't get along with. And some people don't get that and want people like that immediately fired. Well, then like they
1: they're an eleven of Housewives without her there, and <laughs> like.
0: <laughs> like you're riveted by the show. You are hooked, watching every week, living. But also want the person to leave who's causing all of this like tension. Oh, Doesn't yeah. make any sense, you know? But um sense. but I also think she's super interesting because Kenya is like, how do I put this into words? She's like an obvious villain and all those things. But at the same time, like she teeters between being a villain and being the voice. Like she sometimes is the only person saying the thing that you wish they would say like you're like fuck like somebody just telling me to shut the fuck up and that this isn't you know what i mean like somebody tells so-and-so blah 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 and she's the one that does it like phaedra for example she had phaedra's fucking ticket punched six years ago kenya has been aware of who phaedra parks is for years and she got ridiculed for calling phaedra out
1: for years I will say the, I I hate to say it because it's so problematic, but the only good read that Phaedra ever had on her was the one about her not being able to, about her having kids. And she knew it. And that was like. It was so disgusting what Phaedra said, but it was so, I don't even know what to say. It was, it was one of, it was actually one of the best things Phaedra's ever said, even though it was also one of those evil things she's ever said to a
0: person. Because she knew it was like the only thing that she could really say that like you'll never have a man and like you'll never have kids because you can't keep a man and blah blah blah.
1: And because Kenny really came in season five and her storyline for a while, not only was her fake relationship with Walter, but with her budding flirtation with Phaedra's husband.
0: Can we talk about that for a second?
1: Yes, we can. Where they jumped into the pool.
0: (laughs) First of all, we later learned after the season aired that Walter admitted that Kenya didn't want to come into the show single and like basically asked him like, Hey, you know, will you just like be my boyfriend for the show? And he agreed to it and then regretted it because the show got much bigger in his life than he probably intended it to be. Um,
1: What's so funny too, by the way, is that like Kenya was not fooling anybody. Like everyone <laughs> knew her relationship was fake. It was so <laughs> obvious. And <Kenya laughs> Thing. and kenya's storyline that year was that she wanted him to propose so badly and he was not doing it and like it was obvious why he was not doing it because it was fake and kenya was trying so hard to make everyone believe that they were together and like nobody was buying it i, I just it was it was too funny to me I, I it it's actually one of the things when i was rewatching some of the episodes like i actually forgot about the walter storyline for a while because now we have obviously um her husband, her now almost ex-husband and then we had Matt. So like it was yep. it's been a while since Walter has has been in my life.
0: It was just such a weird time because it doesn't make any sense to me how a person can be so a awa- like can be so aware of the temperature of the room but also so not self-aware.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I that was the one thing that Kenny was not like getting
0: about herself. Like she's so not self-aware at all, but like she is very aware of like what's actually going on with all the women, you know.
1: By the way, yes, and by the way, can I just say that Kenya came in at such a fucking wild time for the show. Like, I if you even if you guys go back and like watch the trailer for season five, it literally it, it's it's all it's 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 Nini going to LA because that's when she's working on Glee or the no she's working on the normal, new normal. At that oh point. God. It was such a weird time. She's working the new normal. It was, it was Kenya versus Portia when Portia calls her Ashy as she walks out the door. Uh, it was, and it literally, it, at one point, Walter in the trailer is asking Kenya if she took her medicine. And she's like laying down with a pillow on her face, like moaning. <laughs> and, it, and it ends with like Kenya like uh, trying to like physically fight, I think, Portia. And like, Nini's trying to hold her back. And then it ends, I forgot about this, it ends with Kim leaving the show and slapping the camera out of her face.
0: Oh, yeah. Get that that. damn thing out of my face. You remember
1: that? Like, that was like, she was like literally going to that weird luncheon where she told everyone to go fuck
0: themselves, basically. (laughs) And she had all those weird excuses for not flying that made no sense. I mean, to be fair, she was very pregnant, I think. (laughs) But she did all these
1: weird excuses for not showing up on any trips, but then still expecting to get paid to do her job on the show. It was very weird. It was
0: all (laughs) weird. she's like my doctor shit if i'm wearing boots and i'm on the plane then my feet will explode you know because lose the baby like all these weird things that nobody would ever actually say it was amazing um but no yeah that was a really crazy time for her to join the cast she came in like a bat out of hell and just like completely revamped the show like she like dorinda the show like she came in and was like wow she really
1: did run into the show. It was a great... I got to tell you, season five, if we all forgot, is a great season of Housewives of Atlanta, in my opinion. It is actually a very good season.
0: Um, but now we, we have to talk about like her and Apollo, how fucking weird that was. Like, What was your exactly. take on her and Apollo?
1: Um, I thought that was very obvious that Apollo was talking to her on the side, and then he was like kind of throwing it all on her. Yeah. I don't really know what her intentions were, honestly, and I feel bad that she got the brunt of all the hate from... Phaedra and probably the women and probably the fans I don't really remember what they all thought but I thought it was to me obvious that Apollo was like clearly trying to flirt with her a lot and I think that she was just like all right and I think that she enjoyed it on the show a little bit but I'm talking about like the off-camera stuff he was like literally, t- literally texting her while she was in LA and mm-hmm. I-, I don't know I-, I felt that he kind of like was able to slide away from it because he's a guy <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I ag- I agree with that. I mean, I always I am still under the even to this day with him having a new fiance and having served jail time. I'm still under the impression that Apollo and Phaedra had more of like an arrangement than a marriage. Like, oh yeah, you know, like I I don't I don't think that they were like in love, and I think that they had this sort of convenient thing that they had worked out where like you know they're attracted to each other and. You know, if they wanted to like hook up and have sex like a a normal married couple, sure. But, and they like were playing husband and wife, but at the same time, I definitely think that outside of the show, like they had an understanding of like, you can kind of go do whatever you want. Just don't make me look bad. Like, don't make me look stupid,
1: you know? Oh, yeah. And do you remember when Phaedra and Apollo like forced us to like sit through them, like, disgustingly make out? To prove that they were in love and like, yeah. not, like of course. It so I think they did it a couple of times, but it was so gross.
0: And like, I just feel like Kenya came in and just rocked Phaedra's world in a way that was a little bit too much for her. Um, but I definitely think that they had more of an understanding of like what that was. <laughs> um, yes. Camera, you know what I mean? Hit Kenya with
1: her purse. Oh yeah. That was like about Mr. Chocolate, which we find out because the storyline was that, that, that what's her face? Phaedra was possibly talking about talking to a guy named Mr. Chocolate or something like that, which we find out later is Giselle Bryant's ex-husband, Jamal Bryant. Yeah. Uh, And so Phaedra, who was completely rocked by these rumors that she was possibly cheating, like gets up from the dinner table, holds her, is like about to hit Kenya and then has to like sit down
0: god i forgot about that oh my god the way that kenya used to push her buttons was amazing oh, kenya was fucking
1: fearless this woman yeah because Ken- after the after that we have to talk about the the fight of all fights portia pulling kenya by the hair and dragging. <laughs> 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 say, someone who and she and the thing is kenya is i think the one thing about kenya that is something that i find interesting but also obviously not a great quality of hers but fun for TV, awful in real life, is that she doesn't only just push their buttons. She pushes people, but, people's buttons until they become literally, like, they turn red, and, like, you... Until they see red. Like, they, they're they just gonna, like, lose her Like, she really does that to people, where she will purposely try and make them so angry until they come after her, so then she can say, oh, they attacked me.
0: Yeah, she... That's what I mean. Like, she knows the thing that you... Like, the one thing to say to each person to get them just, like, the worst versions of themselves. You know what I mean? To turn them into literal monsters. Like, she turned Phaedra into a monster. And, like, Phaedra, like, obviously throws shade and she'll read you for filth, but, like, the low blows that she was giving Kenya, oh, my God.
1: Yeah, she really, she truly brought out the worst in Phaedra. Kenya, those two, there's no love lost between those two. They, I think, to this day, I'm sure they
0: truly hate each other. Be, like without any doubt like they are one of the most underrated like housewives um rivalries that people don't talk about enough like they were i, mean, I
1: think the kenya portion one gets more attention probably because of the hair pull yeah but because they've really because porsche and kenya until i think this year really hated each other like really hated each other for reasons that ended up being sort like, I actually thought that the Phaedra-Kenya thing had way more life, to, like, way had way more roots to it. Like, they hated each other because Phaedra, it was it had to do with Phaedra's marriage, and like, mm-hmm. and she was very threatened by Kenya. The kenya Porsche feud was just, like, two women that could, like, I, I was trying to find the basis of their fight. There really wasn't one. They just, like, kind of don't, they just didn't connect. Like, they just, and then they just developed that, like, not connecting into just completely hating each other.
0: Yeah, they almost had like an in- keep your enemies closer relationship that backfired. Yeah, like, you know
1: why they feuded? They didn't like why.
0: I really honestly don't remember the initial, the initial thing. I really no,
1: don't. It was, it was oh, you know what it was? It was the fact that Portia called her Miss America. It was that <gasps> it was, like, some stupid oh,
0: bullshit. Yeah, it was.
1: it was. the accidentally called her Miss America, and because and and these two, I mean, like it's very easy to set off Portia, as we know. So the moment that Kenya was, like, kind of offended by that and, like, probably throwing shade, of course, then Portia gets really actually upset and, impro- and, and then Kenya gets upset. Like, it, it it turned from, like, Portia, like, honestly, having an, like, doing something by accident. Because I remember Kenya said, no, that wasn't an accident. You purposely called me that. And Portia's like, or, or, uh, yeah, Portia's like, no, I fucking didn't, you crazy woman. Like, Porsche was like, I ac- like Portia's like, I don't know who you are.
0: <laughs> I also, if I'm, to play devil's advocate, I also do think that, like, Uh, at that time especially like porsche's sort of image on the show was that of like a flighty dumb like wholesome yeah wholesome uh sort of expendable girl who was just like there but who really gave a shit like she she was just like i don't think that kenya like respected how stupid she was because porsche was like i mean she's really come a long way Portia,
1: it's it is shocking to watch Portia in the fifth season, and I find it funny that Bravo ended up casting um, Kenya and Portia at once, and these two women at the time seemed like complete opposites, and yeah. so that led to Kenya being the star of the season, but it led to Portia probably being more well liked.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that Kenya had a hard time like respecting her, like her saying things like the, she thought the underground railroad was like an actual railroad stuff like that yeah, like i think
1: fair, porsche was annoying as fuck that first season. i'm not gonna lie porsche was not like i didn't really like watching porsche in that year
0: i was mortified by her and then like her being and then she was like she was giving you a little bit of like alexis bellino tease a little bit like that was um, weird. i come from my husband's rib bullshit like it was just like she was a lot that was... Weird. Okay, so maybe I take back the viewers lecture better. Because I do
1: think the viewers, I think the what I was trying to say is the viewers are, were very polarized with Kenya. I think that they were less so with Portia. I think... And I say that because Portia was harmless. And at, oh, at, yeah.
0: The most that Portia was doing was being a complete moron. Oh, no. I completely agree with you. I think that the viewers had, like... I think the viewers always looked at Portia as just, like, a silly kind of, like, she's funny, and she's fun, and whatever, you know? It was hard to watch her that season, but even still, like, you know she's, like, a good person, you know? Yeah,
1: like, you could tell she was fine, and she yeah. really didn't step it up until season six, which is which was when... Because she was only married for one year on that show, and then and then it was divorced Portia, which is
0: complete, which is the Portia we've come to know and love today. Yeah, the best version of her. was I mean, it was the best thing that she could have ever done in her life, is leave him. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, can I say one thing about Kenya, by the way, that I'm thinking about? Why is Cynthia up her ass? That's the other thing I kept forgetting about those two, is that Cynthia was up, and that was the one thing that I actually understood Nini about, uh, Yeah, is that Cynthia was up Kenya's ass. Why?
0: You know, that was really weird. I really like, I don't know what that was about. I almost feel like Cynthia was, like, more afraid of her than anything, and like, at that point, then afraid to not be friends with her. It was, that was weird.
1: I think it's sort of like, I think that was the only time I ever looked at Kenya and was like, oh, you're the new Nene in Cynthia's life. Like, yeah. Because Cynthia really likes to be, fr- like, Cynthia seems, it seems that Cynthia's very close friendships, like, very close, are the ones where, like, she's not just like them, she's actually the complement of them, which means that she's basically the opposite. So, like, her and Nini and their dynamic, I mean, those two are, not be more different, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, and I really don't think that Cynthia and Kenya are that similar at all in personality. And I think that Cynthia really thrives off of being a beta. I mm-hmm. think that she's very Carol Radziwill in that way um and very much reminiscent of the carol bethany besides like the whole falling out i'm just saying like the actual dynamic is the one that she seems to have had with nini and one that she had at one point with kenya i think
0: i agree with that i definitely think that cynthia is like like you said like she just thrives in that like sort of beta like i'm at your beck and call emotionally you know kind of thing like uh, it's it's weird but that was a weird that friendship got weird it's hard for me to even like kind of wrap my head around it got
1: weird and uh, i think that like it got very weird and i always remember thinking that when we first met cynthia i never i think before okay let's be honest before you meet cynthia on the show you see her and she's like this is this. there's a supermodel like she's gonna be she's exactly the way i looked at cynthia was the way that i ended up thinking eva was where eva is like also a model but also like the alpha i don't know why i'm assuming that models are suddenly alphas because they're not yeah. but i just expected cynthia to have more attitude than she actually does and mm-hmm. we got that with eva
0: yeah i you know i've always thought this about cynthia you could tell me if you think i'm crazy but like i've always felt like because cynthia is kind of a like she's like the queen of betas like she's like the ultimate submissive like she does these weird things to try and like like she has these moments of like wanting to look like she has a voice and that she's outspoken and you know, like whatever, but it's so disingenuous that it like comes off weird.
1: It does come off very weird. And I think that the one thing I'll say, and I would say this about Cynthia is that even though she doesn't have a lot of attitude. And again, I don't, I don't know why I'm equating model with, um alpha because it's just so not the case i just thought that i had i think it's because when cynthia first came on like she was very much i think you're talking something about like oh i know how to work it like it was that was like cynthia's like she was trying to be whole like i'm a supermodel and i'm mm-hmm. up and then we find out that cynthia's like when you peel back those layers she's just a really sweet woman
0: like yeah she's, she's just a, just a just nice a gal
1: queen. she's very much like a stephanie holman in that way even though i think stephanie holman's like the purest of pure I think Cynthia, as we find out in the trailer from this season, is that apparently me is trying to like expose Cynthia for not being so nice. So I'm curious about that because honestly, if there's if any of that shit's true, then it's been like seven seasons too late for that. But I'm ready. if Because I don't want Cynthia to be taken down because I like her. But if if, if Nini has anything to expose, I mean, fine, expose it. I'm here for it. Show me. Because I thought what happened yeah. with her and Candy was pretty bad.
0: It was really
1: bad. I mean, was like, bad. Uh, yeah. And then she tried to sidestep from it, and it was it was not good. And that was, and that had to do with Kenya because that was the whole bringing Kenya to this event without telling
0: Nini. And that's the other thing is I feel like that's I was gonna say I think that Cynthia also has like a completely not like evil side to her, but I think that Cynthia is like one of those women that will talk. She will read you the fucking house down, mama. Behind your back and to yep. her best friends, but she would never say 90% of the shit to your face. So then her best friend, like the alpha that's in her life, has all this dirt on her. And like, you know, like who worse to be mad at you than uh Kenya Moore? You know what I mean? So it's like, well, I'm gonna get up from this dinner table and go make sure that Kenya's okay because I don't want her to be mad at me,
1: you know what I mean. I think here's the thing about Nini and Cynthia, I will say this. And I think that we, we don't consider this enough as housewives fans. As much as Nini likes someone like Aveda, someone that she, th- we think that she can control. What Nini loves even more is someone who can step the fuck up. That's just why, yep. and, which is why she loved Sheree, loved Sheree and loved Kim. Mm-hmm. And Cynthia and Nini have had a very long friendship. I'm sure Cynthia stepped the fuck up, but we just haven't seen it. There's a reason why Nini and her are very, very,
0: very close i also want to get another i want to run another theory by you this is something that um one of those things that i always say keeps me up at night um so like towards the middle of of uh kenya's like time on the show she's like established her character like we all know who she is um we know everything about her mom and like she's like really opened up about her family stuff and like who she actually is but she still is, like, that shady bitch, you know what I mean? So, like, still polarizing, still seen as a villain, still hated, always losing polls on Watch What Happens. And <laughs> <laughs> this really interesting thing happened, I think, that was, like, for me, really hard to watch. I don't think many people cared. But this weird thing happened with, with Kenya where no matter what happened to her, and this is, like, the Matt years. Oh,
1: my God. Like, Sorry i jumping around, by the way, because the Matt years are quite important and I did not mean to skip over them.
0: No, not at all. The Matt years are everything. And I think that, like, you know, it's just fascinating, like, during that time in her life when she there were things that she had 100% validation in. Like, when they went on that trip and that guy was, like, threatening to beat her up. <gasps> Tammy, and, um, oh my God, Tammy's, like, like relative, nephew,
1: huh?
0: friend, brother, I don't remember. Like, that was fucking disgusting and gross. That was and, bad. Like, Matt, like, breaking into her house and stuff and, like, I don't know, It was, like, this weird thing happened where, like, not only did the women on the show have no sympathy for her because of how she had, like, established herself, like, the viewers had no sympathy for this woman who was, like, clearly having things happen to her that you, like, should feel bad about.
1: It was pretty horrifying. Yeah, I do. I don't know why this slipped under the radar because Housewives of Atlanta told a very interesting story about abuse not only with Kenya but with Sheree. Yeah, um, it seems that both have sort of slid under the radar in recent times. Kenya's was especially potent and and very. Um, I mean, we really were watching. We were watching it in real time. I mean, it was really, it was a weird, scary, I actually remember the scene where she was like talking to the producer, crying to this woman because at that point, Matt had thrown something through her garage door or something in the window and she had to have him arrested. And she was still saying how much she loved him and how angry angry he was. And then he was on the camera. He was on camera because then he showed up. He actually showed up to the
0: house and they were fighting on TV. Like what the fuck? But nobody cared. Like, nobody cared that that was happening to her because at that point, the viewers didn't like her enough that they just, like, didn't mind that she was being abused by some guy. Yeah,
1: and that's tough because, you know, I think as much as Kenya... I think, unfortunately, as much as Kenya is a good villain in the show, I think the other dark, dark side of it is that things like this, like, abuse happens and it's like people either see her as the villain and don't care or... I don't know, or do they see her as this, ca- or do they see it as almost not being real? Because it's like, oh, it's this TV character. Like, I don't really know what it was. I mean, I think I think you kind of hit it uh, on the, hit the nail on the head, um, which is just basically, yeah, that she was the villain and that people didn't like her enough that they didn't care, which is very sad.
0: Yeah, I almost feel like it was a. Um a like, well what did she do? You know, it was it was a lot of that. Like what did she do to Matt? Like what it was even like Sheree and Phaedra saying stuff like that. Like what did she do to provoke this guy who we've all met and we think is really nice? And then even that guy in on vacation who literally was like I'm going to beat the shit out of you who like said that on camera. Yeah, that was bad.
1: I remember. And people were like, not. And and I remember people were like, Oh, she's being ridiculous because Kenya called security on Tammy's relative. Like but, what? The, first, the same person like knocked out Tammy. Yeah. Thank you. Remember that? Like she yes. was like, knocked out on camera. Her name is Tammy, right? Yeah. It's Tammy. God bless Tammy. I'm, I remember she was like completely like knocked out. Did he like hit her? I don't even remember what happened. I remember something happened where she got completely knocked
0: out. I just remember it was something violent. And I remember Candy being the only person who said like, well, he made me feel uncomfortable too. Like and and somebody was pregnant. was pregnant. Candy was pregnant, right? Candy,
1: Candy was pregnant.
0: Like, and they were all like, no, you provoked him. None of us. And then remember Andy even said, like, who? Because I just recently rewatched this reunion. Like, who out of this group felt uncomfortable with him being there? And none of them raised their hands on purpose just to make her look bad. Like, a guy threatened to beat her up on camera. Like, what are you Can doing?
1: you also not raise your hand? Of course. Wow, Kim. Okay.
0: Like, what? Okay. I didn't see anything happen. You well, uh, didn't raise your hand? What the fuck, Cynthia? Yeah, it was like that was wild. Like yes. it was like made me uncomfortable and I wasn't there. It was crazy to see the show her character sort of like turn in on itself and like at yes. like at this point you could literally if if the viewers and the your castmates don't feel bad for you that a man has broken into your house and that, like like well, people thinking it wasn't
1: real. Like it, that was what threw me off too is that, I think cuz Kenya is doing it, such a stunt queen. That, right. Like, I think people were then questioning how real this, her relationship with Matt even was, but regardless of whether, or not, I mean, first of all, I, I, you, we see like, you saw the rock through the wind, like, and you saw him be angry. You saw it. And I think if people thought that that was an acting moment, I think that they have to really reevaluate what they're thinking. Because I, I think that that was actually one of the most authentic Kenya moments we've ever gotten on the show. Agreed. I think that God bless her has given us quite a bit with like, her aunt and her mom like we've got and her father like we've gotten a lot of authentic moments from her and that was like one of the most and i doubt kenya would want even have wanted that on tv
0: yeah it was wild like that was a wild thing to watch to see the audience be like nah she provoked him she's a bitch it's like wait a minute what What, what's happening um but then we have this most recent situation which like she's just so unlucky in love like not even in the sense of like she can't find a great guy, but it's like her narrative on this show, no matter what, will always be that she like can't oh. keep a guy, can't hold a guy down. Nobody will really want her, and it's like, of course. But during what what should have been her premiere season, this is the season. This is like the moment we've all been waiting for. She found a man, and not only has she found a man, he's hot and he's wealthy, and he wants he's to have, have a baby couple. They were fucking gorgeous. And he doesn't want to film. <laughs> he doesn't want to be on the show. So she has this, one of those weird housewife seasons where she has a double life and she's barely there. And that was just such a sad way to see things go down. Like I hate that we didn't get to see this happen.
1: I remember being really bummed out by her entire trajectory through that season because he was literally not there. She also didn't go on the cast trip to Barcelona, which that was a fucking flop trip. Remember that? We're mm-hmm. like, let's stay at the Airbnb, and the ladies were like, no. After one night, yeah, uh, <laughs> like let's go to a hotel. But she didn't go on the cast trip. Like she very much was like not a housewife that year. Yeah. So I I don't blame Bravo for firing her honestly after that because. At that point, I I understood. I didn't like what I I didn't like it. Obviously, and I think after season eleven, we know how much we need Kenya on our cast. But we need Kenya fully. We need the full Kenya. Like I'm, I don't want it to be another season with her coming up where it's going to be that we don't see Mark and that like it's going to be another like that kind of season. Yeah, I agree. I don't want it. And I, but yeah, after season ten, I thought that I didn't. I never thought they would actually fire her. I kind of thought they just threatened her, and. Or I thought they'd bring her back as a friend. So when they didn't, and they brought her back for like one episode, I was like, "Wow, okay." Like, I they actually did it, and I think, I because I think the network after that, because I I feel like they were definitely pissed about the fact that she got married off camera, and yeah. then also like wouldn't bring him on camera. I think that they fired her like thinking that it would just be a big fuck you, yeah. And then season eleven happened, <laughs> and then they're yep. like bring back back.
0: Yeah, I mean like I can't imagine what they were thinking when that happened, when she did get married because it's literally been her storyline. Like that is who she is. Like that's it's in her arc on this entire show. Yeah, like that's what Kenya Moore is. Like she is the girl who can't get a man. And then she had this like fairy tale story that like none of us saw. But I definitely think that it'll it'll be interesting to see her as like a mom on TV.
1: I'm very excited to see her as a mom. Um I am wondering how much Mark will be there. I obviously now with the divorce, you know, happening, it's going to be wild to see how that plays out on the show. The show is already teasing their marital issues, so yep. they're very much on top of it. Did you think that her and Mark were going to last? And I know I'm asking this without seeing a lot of him, but like knowing Kenya,
0: um no. Yeah, me neither. I think that Kenya got married I mean, I don't blame her. I probably would have done the same thing. But it's like, after all she's been through on the show, as far as like relationships and how dumb she's looked for, you know, seven years or whatever, um, I probably would have done something similar. just like, oh my God, like I found this really hot guy. He's like the owner of a restaurant. Like he's like really successful and he's beautiful. Like I'm going to marry him like right now. You know what I mean? Like why not? I know. And I... I got
1: to say, and I don't, and, and by the way, I don't want to sound ageist because I really when Kenya first joined the show. I thought she was in her 30s. I think Kenya is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Kenya, I just looked at her age. She's 48. She got married at six. Her Not only was her storyline like, I want to be a mother and be a wife, she was like she was in her 40s when she joined the show. And by the way, but by all means, that is not in any way old, but comparing her to Portia, who's living the exact same storyline, Portia's 38. She's 10 years younger than Kenya.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it was all the more reason for them to throw it in her face. Like it's not going to happen for you,
1: right? And so I think this—it was this sort of—I'm um, well, sure being actually really liking this guy, but I'm sure there was a bit of a desperation there to 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 kind of prove, oh look, I found someone, I can do it, and I can have a kid now, and look at me, like I, you know, I'm, I I'm I'm living the life, and this is I, I'm doing me. Like I think Kenya was definitely eager to get the marriage going and have that be part of her storyline. I I genuinely forgot that Kenya was 48 years old. I'm not going to lie.
0: I kind of actually did too. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: I really thought Kenya, if you told me, if you asked me what Kenya's age was, I would have guessed it was like maybe 42.
0: God, I'm like really, 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 I'm, I'm just upset that we'll never really know. Like, it would be nice to know what his personality was like. Not that I, I mean, look, I will say, and I was reading about, I was reading a little bit about him earlier today and like, you know, obviously he was saying that he like didn't want to do the show because he doesn't feel like they portray men in the best light. And um, I mean, that's, you know, that's true. Like the husbands don't get a great edit on any Housewives City. If they do, it's like very rare.
1: Atlanta gets an especially bad edit for the men, as we know. Cough, cough, Peter.
0: I mean, is there a man in Atlanta who <sighs> hasn't gotten like just fucking railroad? I mean, I guess Greg Leak's. Greg, but even Greg Lees went through it with that original divorce. The only husband so far
1: has been edited fine. I'm looking at the list right now. Um, she hasn't been on the show long enough, but Eva's husband.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, He's looking yeah. That
1: edit. Don't worry, he'll get one. He'll get one. Um, Ronnie Devoe never didn't get a terrible edit.
0: He was like a good husband that year. No, yeah, he wasn't bad, and also like Croy wasn't really like like, never got, like, a bad edit. on.
1: No, Croy, it's funny enough, Croy did kind of get the best edit, didn't he?
0: But he's also a mute.
1: I know, that was why he got the best
0: edit. It's like, it's easy to look good when you don't blink or speak.
1: I think the ultimate man on the show, as much as I'm sick of Nini, I will always love Greg Leakes. And I think that he's the ultimate, like, husband of the show. And I think that... I think that, but I do think that this comes off of just like the House of Atlanta has a pretty notoriously bad
0: set group of guys on the show. With well, a close second being um, Cynthia's ex, which like I guess you can't count because he's like not up there, a- but oh my God. I mean, my God. Like, fuck. Leon's
1: the... oh fuck. Leon. Oh my
0: God. Leon is the best. Oh, Leon. I live. Like, he, like, makes me feel like my ovaries are, like, throbbing. Like, I literally, like, I need to birth his child. He's the best. <laughs> wow. nobody
1: know what I really about spouses? They were not married, but, oh, my God, Candy's the first guy, the one who got killed.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yep. Do cool. you watch
0: Candy's YouTube channel?
1: No. What's, on, what's going on in her YouTube channel?
0: So, Candy does interviews. Like, she just interviews random housewives. And, oh, like, yes, I actually saw one of them, I think. They're really good she's good I like yeah her. she's a really really good interview with dorinda and that's um, yeah how amazing was that if you guys haven't seen it it's incredible like candy and dorinda the most uh, i mean like i never would have thought in my mind that they needed like a, a road trip spin-off show but like oh my god they are like they are gal friends and like they obviously had the experience of like losing like a spouse and it was so cool to listen to them talk about it. Just a little shout out to Candy's YouTube.
1: Wow. I, I actually did see the interview and uh, yeah, good for Candy's YouTube. I'm happy for her. she's, I mean, as much as I, even though I said that I'm kind of sick of her on the show, I'm not really sick of Candy in the show. I am. What I am sick of is that, you know, as much as it's fun to see Housewives be on, this, on the the show for years, I think that the show, like I said before, just has a hard time freshening it up. And for some reason, the show is very much insistent on only sticking with six Housewives, which I think mm-hmm. is a, kind of a problem, only because I think Atlanta is known for be, having actually a lot of women in the mix. Marlo's been there for years as a friend, and now Tanya. I think Tanya should have been a housewife. I don't know why she's not. Um, oh, Yeah. Yeah. Tanya should be a housewife to me. I think the show is just like, we're sticking with sex and that's it. And Cynthia and Candy have been on since season two and three. I'm just like, okay, like it's time. Like, we need some fresher. We need some fresh faces in here. And you know, and that's not Eva. Sorry.
0: I agree. I mean, it definitely makes it hard to, when like, like somebody like Candy, like you kind of know what you'll what you're going to get every year. Like nothing, cr- you know, aside from like the stuff happening, like in her life, as far as Candy, like as a person, like, I can predict every single move Candy will make the whole season. Like, she's always yeah. the voice of reason. You know, she's, it's like, you know, you know what I mean? You can kind of know what to expect. Her bath
1: in like, Bailey, like, I, you know, I don't feel that sense of comfort in, like, Bailey as much as Cynthia thinks we all do. Like, yeah. all right. Like, I will say, I think for the reason why I say what I say about Atlanta and, like, wanting fresh races is that, to be honest, like, so I am <laughs> excited for Atlanta to come back. And I'm also, like, feeling that sort of, um, like, I'm about... Like, I'm preparing myself because we're about to dive into... Like, Atlanta truly airs from, like, November to, like, May. Like, no... Atlanta's a very long, Yeah. It is the longest housewife season. It never ends. It's true. Ever. It never... Last season had 26 episodes. I'm looking at it, 26. 26 Damn. episodes. includes Portia having a baby, part one, two, and three. um It's just... It's... Yeah, Atlanta is notoriously long to me. So yeah, as much as I love candy, its we're gonna we're gonna be with candy until May.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't realize how long is Atlanta the longest airing city? It's the longest. Oh, uh no, Orange County is. Fuck. I don't think I realized that. I mean, it fe- Beverly Hills feels like it, for the love of fucking God. Oh, like, I'm
1: sorry. Do you mean, like, longest running, like, how many years it's been on, or, like, how many episodes?
0: No, how many episodes? Like, does
1: it, is oh, it? Oh, sorry. Atlanta, I think, is the longest. Yeah. I, Atlanta, they produce the most episodes.
0: Okay. Okay, that cool.
1: Last season was 25, 26. Then season 10 was short. It was 22 episodes. That's short for them. Because season 9 was 25 episodes.
0: Beverly Hills feels like it's on for nine months to me. Like
1: it feels like it's Beverly just on, feels
0: for like it's on forever
1: forever. It feels, like <laughs> it's on. it feels like it's on for until the end end of time. I'm honestly surprised that it's not on right now. <laughs> They're still on TV at like four in the morning fighting about that dog. Mm-hmm. But I will say that once I, as much as I love the House of Atlanta, once the season ends, I tend to feel like, okay, I, you kind of need the break.
0: Oh, 1000%. I, I'll, whenever
1: it's over, I'm always like, Thank God. Do you know
0: what I mean? Like, you know thank God.
1: That is that when Atlanta ends, Potomac comes on. So it's like everything is fine again. Like everything is good. We just got like because I and Potomac, I actually didn't want to end, but but that's because they have a shorter season than Atlanta does. But like yeah. when Atlanta ends, Potomac comes on. It's Bravo knows exactly what we want. Yeah, well, they, to place it? They know exactly how to schedule it.
0: Do you have any like um, closing thoughts for Kenya Moore just in general and her failed relationships? <laughs> Anymore. more
1: okay so how do you think the season's gonna be do you think it's gonna be a good year for her well besides the divorce do you think it's gonna be a good season with her with the women or bad
0: um i think it'll be good i i, I really genuinely have this thing in my head where like it's going to be good because they're so on the outs of nini and like i even saw like there was like a Kenya Moore had a clip on TMZ. I think it was like yesterday or today of her saying like Nene leaks is a bully with no friends. And that's a loaded statement. Like, I think that they're looking for somebody to come in and like, you know, be like the Joan of Arc against Nene a little bit. I really do.
1: Um, I agree. I agree. I think it's going to be very, I think it's going to be a very good year for Kenya. I'm very happy to have her back. It's needed. um, I have a very random question for you because mm-hmm. we were talking about married to medicine earlier. Which married to medicine woman would be the best on Housewives of Atlanta,
0: Mariah or Quad? It's a hard toss-up. I know that Quad has been. I've heard that Quad has been asked before, but it would. I, it would have to either be Quad or Mariah.
1: It would have to be. I, I agree. As much as I love like a Doctor Heavenly, it it would um a Doctor Heavenly the dr heavenly there's only one yes um, my favorite thing about her by the way is when she says dr he- i'm dr heavenly
0: google me <laughs> 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 it would, no it would have to be i almost feel like it would have to be quad honestly i think it would be quad i think it would
1: have to be quad too even though they were looking for mariah to be on the show i think i think it has to be quad. I, I, it's interesting that they've asked quad quad lives her life like an atlanta housewife quad is is actually built to be an atlanta housewife yeah like the stunts and the gags and she is she was definitely built to be a a atlanta
0: housewife even the way she dresses and the way she shows up places like in drag (laughs) like she doesn't even like like quad isn't the girl who like like dr heavenly when they go to parties she puts on a nice like ann taylor loft wrap dress whereas quad literally shows up in character she does. She does.
1: She's also, I, I think that Quad is the only one in the show that actually really switches her wigs up
0: every episode. Every single day. It's a short blonde bob. It's a long red, like, lob. It is, I mean, it's like every day and it's a look. Like, she literally creates characters every day. I
1: love it. it. Do you think Kenya Moore this season is going to hawk her hair care line?
0: Oh, I don't. I mean, I hope so. I do think that people are like. I know that like black women are still very fascinated by Kenya Moore's hair. Like, Blue Moore has amazing hair. It's unbelievable, and I, I've I've watched Wendy Williams run her hands through it and pull at it, and there are no tracks. Like, it's her hair. <laughs> I know that you know it. It, it teeters sometimes on. Like, there's some magic hair in there every once in a while. There's a ponytail that cascades to the ground, but. For the most part, it's all her hair and it's fucking gorgeous. Do you think that Kenny Moore is ever going to act again?
1: You know, after her roles and, and waiting to exhale and deliver us from Eva.
0: Um, I think that if this is a good a good year for her, we'll see her in Sharknado 9. That's about it. <laughs> She's in Sharknado 4. I'm looking at her thing now. Is she? Yes. Shut the fuck up. Well, As, as a woman named Monique. Oh, my God. I could see her doing some kind of, like, Atlanta. Because Atlanta is, like, its own world. Like, Tyler Perry, like, runs Atlanta. And I could see her doing some weird, like, Atlanta shit. Me, too. I I
1: actually can associate. Wow. I'm, like, looking at her credits right now just because I'm curious. Because that was the other thing about season five is that when Nini was, like, I'm an actress now. Uh, Kenya's, like, well, I was an actress and model for years in L.A., (laughs)
0: the new normal if i had never hear nini say those words together again i'll live a happy life
1: or when every time she goes i have arrived and it's her in like her hollywood hills house her like rented empty house Ugh. um oh and kenya sent her her old furniture (laughs) (laughs) oh
0: my god lenithia will be the death of me um she'll kill us all (laughs) <laughs> well, Braden, tell people where they can like find you and stuff on the internet.
1: Okay, so you can find me on Twitter at Alvarado and Instagram at the and then I'm on Facebook as well. And let's let's tweet about the Atlanta Housewives. Let's let's interact with the Atlanta Housewives. It's coming back so soon with Jersey.
0: Mm, oh my god, I know the Jersey trailer really. Wow, 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 wow! It's gonna be good. I think you should come back for Jersey later. I would love to. Is that who we, should be the next thing we talk about. Wow. Okay, wait. Who should we oh my god, we talk about Danielle and Oliver Meyer, that really short engagement. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. We could talk about Danielle. We could go through Dan like we should talk about Danielle's like previous life and
1: stuff. I would love to do that. I I would actually I'm not even kidding. I would actually read a bit of cop without a badge. Me too. I'd listen to it on Audible. Wow, yeah, I would too. Wow. Cause I have not as much as I was, as much as I've been a fan of the show this franchise
0: i have never read cop without a badge i'm actually right now going through a journey of reading books that i that makes sense for me to have read but never have and i'm like i'm starting lynn spears's book which like is I'm insane sure that i've to never read that to read that yeah it's uh it's like very very dark and she literally wrote it in 2007 so it's like pretty intense holy shit I, i've actually been really wanting to when is Jimmy lynn spears's book coming out jamie lynn spears is the only person who really knows what's going on in that family and i'm telling you i have money on the fact that when the the shit hits the fan it'll be because jamie lynn got fed up that's that's my prediction is jamie lynn not fed up yet i think that jamie lynn is just like i don't even i mean like because jamie lynn has her own fucking demons and was like basically sold off by her mom to disney like jamie lynn is the perfect such a perfect example of like (laughs) the like the middle or not the middle but like the kid that gets ignored you know what i mean oh yeah if you ever want to see anything super dark watch
1: like the intro credits to all that when jamie lynn first joined and she's like legit like five years old and she's like dancing on the stage i'm like oh
0: that's so sad
1: but yeah being obsessed with her too when i was a kid by the way i loved her I i was obsessed with zoe 101 i thought it was everything (laughs)
0: <laughs> I liked her when she was really little and she was, like, really, um... She was, like, known as just, like, Brittany's, like, sassy little sister that would, like, pipe up and say some crazy hillbilly shit in an interview. Yes. Brandon, I love you. I love you. Thank you for having me on. I feel delirious. Of course. I will message you as soon as we're done doing this. You guys, that was episode whatever that number was of the mushroom And I hope that you enjoyed it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this Mushroom, an Emotionally Broken Psychos Patreon exclusive. Please make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps your boy. Also, make sure to head over to Patreon.com EB Psychos for more information on this show and other Patreon exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McEady. That's T R O Y M C E A D Y. You can also follow this podcast at EBP underscore SMUSHROOM. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death